Hello, tentative listener. At Thapa, we believe there is a better way to do our work, and we want to find it and share it with as many people as possible. We're looking for design leaders in our San Francisco, Raleigh, and London studios. While working on products alongside our designers and developers, you'll create a fulfilling work environment, support and grow the design team, and ensure studio success by participating in local business development. Visit thoughtbot.com jobs to learn more about working at ThoughtBot and to apply. Well, there's two options. I can go turn the fan off because it is making sort of a clicking sound. But I don't know if the mic's picking it up. I don't hear that. All right. Should I turn it off to be safe and just sweat? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Do you have like an office tank top? <laughs> I guess it's not. It's like the, re- the reverse of the office hoodie. <laughs> I had a job once where we didn't have air conditioning and we were in an attic. Ooh. So I didn't realize how horrible that is. <laughs> like, you can't work and be hot like that. It's. I thought that being so cold was bad for productivity because usually if I'm just so cold, I can't do anything. But I realized really quickly that no, no, it's, it is it is worse being hot. Like, I really couldn't do anything. I think the benefit of it being cold is you could layer layer up, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas it being hot, you can't layer up. <laughs> There's no reverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I also had a situation, too, where our heat broke a lot. So we'd all be wearing hats and scarves and gloves. Oh, like, geez. really? That sounds like it got too cold. Yeah, that was a separate it was too cold. And then I was like, I can't do work anyway either. What? Just let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> Where we have proper environments. Why didn't they just like create a proper environment? Because it was just like New York City landlords not yeah. doing their job, you know, and they don't care. <laughs> so yeah. that's great. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm tired. It was a really busy day today. Sounds like you had a day of meetings. Yeah. Have been in contact with people (laughs) every minute of the day. In contact. (laughs) Yeah. Constant contact. And a lot of contact switching, too. The cool thing is that I put together a workshop for consulting your way through difficult conversations. And it was like a role-playing exercise workshop that we did, the Boston office did. And it was really cool. And we learned a lot about that. Did you get to play the role of like the mean client? Yeah, I did um, some research beforehand of kind of how these things are structured. And I found a couple of different ways to do role-playing exercises. So originally I was thinking it was going to be small groups. I wasn't really really quite sure of the setup Mm -hmm. or the prompts. I read, you know, having short scenarios that are very clear and they give enough detail, but not too much where you want to also give people some breathing room to make up their own details to kind of add their own personal experience into it. So there's three different formats that you can kind of do these role playing exercises where You either pair up individually, so you have pairs of two, Mm -hmm. kind of one person being the client, one person being Thoughtbot, 
whatever you want to say, like you, your team, and just kind of have two by twos just everywhere. Another version is taking the whole room and dividing them into two groups, one big group for client, one big group for, what am I supposed to say? I guess not ThoughtBot, but I mean, for people who are interested in this stuff. Yes, thank you so much. Consultant, and then kind of setting forth one actor to represent each group, you know, and then kind of pausing and giving feedback as they talk. But the other way that we kind of settled on was small groups instead. So groups of four, where by two, like two of you as clients talk and figure out your strategy, kind of thoughts around the scenario, and then you kind of come together and then you know, two people talk it out, one consultant, one client in those in those small groups. So we did them all with these small groups of four. It was really cool. It, it worked out really well. People sounded like they got a lot out of it. And it was really funny because it was a good problem to have. But I had a really hard time interrupting people to kind of keep moving because everyone was like, really just like talking it up. I needed to bring a bell or something at one point. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should just sing stuff. I don't know. How do I get attention? You didn't bring your time so, timer with you? It was really, it was great. No, I had my one on my phone, but I think it's most everyone's alarm sound. So already automatically people ignore it. <laughs> at least I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Something that we've done on the sales team too, is to sort of do role playing and it's a nice way to sort of get experience without being in the situation. Because, like, yeah, thankfully, not all of our clients have those sort of situations. And so they're sort mm -hmm. of sometimes few and far between. And so, like, in order for us to level up on, you know, consulting skills and difficult conversations... Being able to practice them, I guess, is, is one way to, to really be able to do that. And I, I think it, it's helpful... When if you are in that position in in real life, it's still familiar to you and it's not completely caught off guard. And you're like, oh, I actually, yes, this is a scenario that we talked about. So I actually feel pretty good right now this is happening because someone said it would probably happen. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. Was anyone like sort of reluctant to, to play the game, to like act out? I imagine acting out the role of the consultant for us should be more natural than acting out the role of the client. I think people had fun with it. There was no resistance. The first exercise is always kind of weird. You know, people feel a little shy, but having people in small groups really helped. And the groups, the four people, you know, again, four people, two client, two consultant, right? They found their own ways of coming together and having that conversation. Nice. Like one group paired on the conversation. So in the role-playing exercise, there was two clients kind of feeding off of each other, making their case, uh, you know, two consultants also kind of feeding off each other. So that was one way of doing it, which they were really into. It worked for their dynamic. And then the other one was, you know, two clients <laughs> pairing off, going into a corner, talking their strategy, and then two consultants doing the same, and then coming together and then having one person kind of be the point person to have that conversation. And then the other person would, their pair would just kind of observe them, maybe tap in, maybe offer suggestions. So for me, it was very much, however, whatever they can get out of it. It was the first time ever running it. One thing I learned, I'd love to share the format if anyone is interested listening. Sounds kind of like a very did. good blog post. Oh, you're so right. 
You want to write it? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Only if you edit <laughs> everything that I wrote. <laughs> yes, more on that later. <laughs> uh, so I wrote up a bunch of scenarios that are common that we kind of run into. They all built upon each other. So they all kind of were part of a of, of greater narrative. So the first scenario was a thing that would happen in the beginning of a sprint sometimes. You know, a client. So for the first scenario, the client, their position was hey, I already, the thing that we're testing, I've already kind of thought of. Like, that's the original idea I had. Why do we just spend all this time doing a thing where if you just listen to me, we could have just built this. You know what I mean? And then the flip side for ThoughtBot is we're feeling really good that we've achieved a consensus on this idea. You know, there are a lot of differing opinions. And in the end, we all kind of came together. And now we know what we're doing. So like, that was like an example of like the first scenario. And then it kind of built upon that of, you know, one week into the engagement, this happened, you know, maybe two months into the engagement, this happened, and so on and so on. So I try to limit it to like three sentences per persona, I guess. I gave the scenario, I gave the groups three minutes to talk amongst themselves and figure out their strategy, and then gave them five minutes after that to actually act out this the scene. After that, then I ask each group to share with the group at large kind of what they've learned. One good piece of feedback that I got was it would be good to have some time for the small groups to chat amongst themselves about what they've learned before they share with a larger group. So that's a definitely a good amendment for like the next time we do it, just kind of carve out more time. It was really cool. I want to do more of them. I thought there was, it's really helpful to have those conversations in a safe space. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the small group approach to that. I thought that was really manageable. Yeah. And there's also lots of other scenarios, not just client and consultant, but like manager and employee and lots of other relationships where we have to have sort of difficult conversations where we can take the same sort of format and do the same thing. Yes. And the really main takeaway that I had from this was building empathy for the other person. So having people take on that persona of the client putting them in that position and makes you kind of realize that, oh, yes, I mean, obviously, their <laughs> their needs, wants, desires are valid, you know, so often we sometimes get in our own heads, you know, about it and just mm-hmm. kind of like, why? Well, yeah, like, see our point, you know, but they also have their own points. And it was kind of cool to give people the opportunity to play the other role. Yeah. I think that would that helps a lot with with empathy. I think we've talked about this before, but you you said you had a day full of context switching. What are some of the ways, your strategies for like surviving a day of context switching? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm surviving. <laughs> You're here, um, aren't you? You've made know, it to well, tentative. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, one way is to push back a meeting half an hour, which is what I did for this. <laughs> I haven't felt this scrambly in a while. So I kind of just powered through the day mm-hmm. a little bit. But usually I really do try and just kind of palate cleanse throughout the day, whether that means getting a drink, maybe having a little snack. I don't know. Just little things like that to kind of break it up a little bit. <laughs> I like the I idea know. of palate cleansing. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I know. Like ideally, you know, you can have 15 minutes in between 
some back-to-back meetings. That's, that's, that's so ideal. That's not always the case. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing that kind of helped today, honestly, was I booked a conversation that was supposed to, I, it was probably a half an hour conversation, but I grabbed the whole hour and just made that note of like, we probably don't need the whole hour, but, you know, here it is anyway. We'll just end early if we need to. And we did end at 30 minutes. And so then I had a half an hour that was booked time that I just kind of had for myself to do some other things. So that was really helpful. So maybe overshoot some of your meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Overshoot some meetings. Hello, tentative listener. We're going to take a quick break to tell you about today's sponsor, Indeed Prime. Are you on your way to work right now? On your way out? Are you dreading coming into the office? Stop living for the weekend and start doing what you love with Indeed Prime. They'll help you skip irrelevant engineering, product design, and other tech roles and help you go further in your career. One free application on Indeed Prime puts tech candidates in front of thousands of companies like PayPal, Twilio, and WP Engine across more than 90 cities. It's that simple. They'll match you to the right role based on your needs. All their candidates also get one-on-one access to technical career coaching, resume reviews, mock interviews, and salary negotiation tips to seal the deal. So whether you're hiring or looking, meet your match on Indeed Prime. Join now at www.indeedprime.com slash thoughtbot. That's www.indeedprime.com slash thoughtbot. What do you do with that time to yourself? Oh my God, I catch up on emails, write responses to stuff. <laughs> I found that like sometimes just walking away from the computer for 10 minutes and like, mm-hmm. I think what you said before, which is like going to grab water and just like staying in the kitchen. So I just like yes. remove myself from my computer, the screen, the work. That's the best way I've found to cleanse my palate is do that or sometimes I'll just go downstairs. We have a couch and close my eyes for a few minutes before jumping back into the next meeting. That's a great idea. I find that like on the days where I have a lot going on, I have like a clear addiction to my screen where it is, it's hard for me to kind of look away because I do have a lot to do. (laughs) So it's like real, you know? Yeah. Even like waiting for something, I'm like on my phone. I'm like, oh my God, please stop, please stop, please stop. Yeah. I certainly do that too. Like I'll have like a 30 minute meeting and have five minutes before and 10 minutes after and like check my email and then go to the meeting and then check my email again. And I know from doing that so many times that it just adds to the pressure and the like, you're just adding another context switch. Yeah. And because of that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take these next 10 minutes for myself. Good for you, Kyle. (laughs) That's great. That's the only way that I've been able to sort of continue to power through is like, whatever Mm -hmm. isn't sitting in my email inbox, it can be dealt with later. And I have to continue to tell myself that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Especially emails that require action, whether that means making a calendar invite or definitely replying or doing a thing, like that's fine. But then it's all like cognitive load, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a crazy day. That's sort of been what my whole week was like that. Last week, 
And then this week I was like, you know what? I'm going to block off Tuesday and Thursday. And I was like, no meetings. And then we had one sales lead come in that I was like so excited about. And I was like, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll unblock some of this time on Tuesday. Oh boy, here you go. <laughs> and then we had a conversation that I needed to have with someone that's in our hiring pipeline. And I'm like, they asked about Thursday and I was like, ah, and then we had another client, a uh, previous client <laughs> that I like, again, like I want, uh, these are all conversations that I want to have and they're timely. So I'm like, okay, we'll have it on Thursday. And so I ended up breaking Dude. my, my new rule. So we'll see how it works out next week. That's how it works out. Like that's what happens. <laughs> you just... do you also too. You like poke me when you're like, I thought you were blocking off time. And I'm like, well, something came up and it was timely. And I, and that was the only time available. So <laughs> we're going to say, sorry, this is me time. I have a meeting with myself, you know, like I got to talk to other people. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You break for one, you'll break for them all. <laughs> I think what what I need to do is just stop having meetings that I'm excited about. Oh my god, that sounds so sad. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a lot worse. You should just like make your whole computer black and white and just have just remove all color from your my my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is exciting. I don't even know. <laughs> all the labels look the same. Yeah. <laughs> They're all gray. <laughs> What are you doing leading up? Like, what's your next week looking like? This... Hopefully fix the AC in the house. <laughs> yeah, we need to do that. Uh, that is not on the schedule, though. That is not in the list of things <laughs> to do. I think a lot of the things that I have next week are sort of the same things that I've been doing. So marketing stuff. That's fun. Yep, it is. So having conversations about marketing our design team, but also working on our website and the content that we have on our website, mostly sales calls and sales meetings and hiring interviews. It's like all of the things. That sounds good. I think I'm starting a project next week, which reminds me I need to move my one-on-ones to a different day. Mm. Any, any thoughts on to share about one-on-ones, making them all in one day versus spread out? For our listeners? For our listeners, the managers. I think some of that depends on the person. So I have done both. Yeah. And I guess some some big context around this is like I'm very introverted. And while I really enjoy my one-on-one conversations, they definitely do drain me mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally. And so when I used to do one-on-ones, one a day for every day, I tried to to schedule it around like maker time. I I think sort of keeping that schedule is really important. So I'd schedule it usually around lunchtime because I wanted to make sure it was maker time for me and for my report. But I noticed that if it was after lunch or even before lunch, like I would just be sort of drained for the rest of the day, even the Mm -hmm. slightest bit where I wasn't producing at the level that I, I think I can. And so... I shifted everything to one day. So like, I I know now that like, I'm going to definitely be drained after my day of one-on-ones chunking it together makes it a little more palatable for me so that like on the other days when I do have focused work and not in constant meetings that I'm able to focus on that work and I'm dedicating my energy to that work. 
Yeah, I found that too when I had them kind of split up. When I only had a, a handful of reports, I would make sure that they were either before or after lunch, actually, so that it was an easy transition rather than a random half an hour mm-hmm. in the middle of a day. It's like, well, at 11.30, I'm going to hop off now of my project and I'll be back at 1, you know, or hopping off at 12, I'll be back at 1.30. But then I moved to having them all in one day. I really like that, especially for my own schedule. It's like a clearer, less things are broken up. You know, it's just like a solid, a solid day. But I think I might now alternate again, swing back to maybe splitting between two days just to kind of see. I don't know. I'm I'm not quite sure, but I'm very conscious of their schedules too. So I want to keep it consistent. But for times like next week, which I need to move those again, because I already have meetings scheduled, I can't just put them all in one day. (laughs) So I have to kind of split them up, you know, anyway. So, yeah. But one change I've made, which has been really helpful is is scheduling 15 minutes break in between each one-on-one. So some have those like weird, like Twitch-worthy times of like 11.15 to like 11.45, (laughs) you know? But I have to just kind of be like, you know what? This is really, I have this like inner monologue when I'm booking like an 11.15 meeting where I'm like, I'm a time two, you know, like 11.15, like coming in. (laughs) I know I'm not 11 or 11.30, but (laughs) yeah. Someone did that to me last week, last Friday. Yeah. And I was so excited about it because it built in like a natural 15 minute, like what we were just talking about, the context switching. It allowed me to like decompress and collect my notes from that last meeting and collect Mm -hmm. like my notes for that meeting. And so we had that 30 minute meeting. And then I had, again, like the same kind of thing, like time to collect my notes and figure out, you know, what, what just happened and then move on to the next. So I, I don't know. I think you're onto something there with the the starting the meetings at the 15 minute mark instead of on the zeros. Yes, I'm gonna start doing that more often. I think internally at least. I feel like people would think I'm weird if I'm like, do you want me at like 10:45? Or maybe they'd be into it. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm gonna start doing that more often, especially for an internal internal meetings. Yeah, it's probably it's like more reflective of the time that you're spending. I think one of the things that we you know, with all the all of the stuff that we talked about up until now, like we sort of fool ourselves in thinking that like a thirty minute meeting is going to start and end and we're going to like not think about it until that meeting starts and then mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as it's over, you shut <laughs> that off and go on to your next and it like that's not the way that our brains work. And so having having that time built in, it's probably more reflective of the time that it takes us to like do all of those things and sort of move on from one meeting and move on to the next. So maybe we should just yeah. all have half hour meetings, but they take up an entire hour. I love that. And that's like built in context switching proof, you know, right. like I, I think that's great. All right. That's, that's everyone's assignment for this week. <laughs> Only start more meetings <laughs> on the 45 and 15. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think you should only start them on the 15 and they should only be 30 minute meetings. And that way, Mm -hmm. maybe I guess you have, then you have half an hour in between. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to think this through a little more. (laughs) Next week. (laughs) We've thought it through a little more. (laughs) 
I will say to anyone listening, <laughs> if you would like to follow up about the role-playing exercises and talk more in depth about how you might be able to do that with your team, please feel free to email us. I would love to to brainstorm with you and chat more about that because I that was a really enlightening experience today and I'm really excited to do more of that. Everyone was really into it. So that could be really helpful mm-hmm. for your team as well. Maybe you should tell them the email. Oh my God. <laughs> it's hosts at tentative.fm and going into that, this is episode 73, so you can find show notes at tentative.fm slash 73. You can tweet at us at tentative.fm, I think, <laughs> and you can rate us on iTunes. <laughs> you can totally rate us on iTunes. Thinking about, you know, your most happiest memory and rating that a five and then putting that five on iTunes, but under <laughs> our show. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend. I will. You as well. I will too. All right. Bye. Adios. Bye. Now that we've just ended the episode, we didn't do the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, we got to do that. This is this is the PS. The good. The bad. <laughs> and the ugly. On what? I don't know. Meetings. Context switching. Context switching. This is going to be the first like non-food one. I don't know. (laughs) You know, my mind immediately went to like uh, green tea Kit Kats. Don't. Uh, That only seems like bad. No, there needs to be some good. (laughs) No, it's so good. We have that upstairs right now. That's why I thought of it. That's really funny you said that. (laughs) The good, the bad, the ugly on starting meetings at on the 15 minute mark Mm -hmm. the good is you have built-in context switching room so you have 15 minutes to play with before and after the bad kyle do you want to help out with this one is you'll end up with a 30 minute gap instead of a 15 minute gap which is what we were trying to achieve and so i'm not sure how we want to schedule that or you can or you can do 45 <laughs> minute never do a full hour meeting do 45 minute meetings that's also a thing not 30 do. minute not an hour just all <laughs> of my meetings are now 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so overbook yourself is what we're saying and then just say i gotta go <laughs> or <laughs> underbook overbook or underbook yeah so that's the bad ish <laughs> question mark and the ugly is clearly if you have OCD tendencies, that that fifteen is a is a you might as well start on the fourteen. You know what I mean? Like, geez, what a weird number. Should we start on the twelves instead? Ooh, I like that. That's even worse. I love it. Twelve feels like a nice number. Okay, if you start meetings at like on the twelve, then people will definitely be up be on time because that is so specific. I think I might go change all of my meetings for next week. <laughs> Eleven twelve. <laughs> See you then. Not a minute earlier or later. This podcast was brought to you by Thoughtbot. Join our team dedicated to creating products people love to use. With open positions at our studios in Boston, New York, San Francisco, Austin, London, and Raleigh, come discover a better way to work.